Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. <clears throat> Happy New Year. Hope things are going great for you. My original plan, if you caught my live on YouTube earlier this evening, was to produce uh, this video and my YouTube video earlier in the day. Uh, but please remember in your prayers, BCP family, my friend Irene, um, my friend Kirk passed away uh, today and uh, got the news and just left the studio and immediately uh, went over uh, to comfort and visit her. We were there for uh, a good portion of the late afternoon, early evening. So um, please uh, remember her in your prayers. Uh, Kirk is a great man who uh, I had the honor and privilege uh, last year uh, when he accepted Christ into his life. Uh, he asked me to be the one to baptize him, which I did. Um, and he'll be sorely missed. But anyhow, that's the reason why this particular episode is going up later than usual. Happy New Year. Appreciate you being here. Uh, not a great day in the state of Arizona. In a secret, secret ceremony, Arizona got a fake governor who did not win the governorship, but is already installing herself. Well, with the start of this new year comes the start for newly elected officials. And many of them were officially sworn in this morning at the state capitol. That includes Katie Hobbs, who becomes Arizona's 24th governor. Other statewide leaders sworn in today, Attorney General Chris Mays, Secretary of State Adrian Fontes, State Treasurer Kimberly Yee, and School Superintendent Tom Horn. The swearing-in ceremony today was not open to the public. An official inauguration ceremony will happen Thursday. Today's swearing-in required by Arizona's Constitution, which says the state officers must take their positions on the first Monday in January. Everything these rat bastards do, secret ceremony. Now, I don't know if it's general for them to have a secret swearing-in ceremony, but if she's so popular, if all these Democrats who stole the election of Arizona so popular, why wouldn't they want to celebrate that with a state full of people that elected them? But here's the most disturbing thing. Katie Hobbs giggles and laughs when asked to uphold the Constitution. Duper's Delight, if you're not familiar with Duper's Delight, that's when liars and crooks get caught in their crimes or they admit to something or they do some kind of trickery. It's an inside joke for them. And they display that for the public to see. They delight in duping, in lying, in fraud, in pulling the wool over people's eyes. Except, of course, if you're on this show, you know that Katie Hobbs did not legitimately win the governorship of Arizona. Wow. Like a high schooler. <laughs> Stop him, huh? <laughs> while asking, or excuse me, while taking an oath of upholding the Constitution, she laughs it off. These demonic people do it right in our faces. Remember, she sounds like a little child. She has that Dr. Ford uh, fakeness, the uh, CIA Soros agent, totally obvious. I don't even think you need to have a spiritual discernment to look at Katie Hobbs and know she's a fraud. Once again, she ran from the press, would not debate, and campaigned in the basement. 
It worked for Joe Biden. Why didn't Katie Hobbs not think it worked for her? Of course she did. She was the Secretary of State. She was in on the rigging of her own win. It's hard to be positive, folks, when you're seeing things like this happen. That's right, folks. Que dia triste para o Brasil. O presidente criminal Lula da Silva foi instilado. Outro eleição roubado. Outro ditador marxista. Folks, translation from my very bad Portuguese. Another, what a sad day. What a sad, sad day in Brazil. Another stolen election. Another installed Marxist puppet, dictator, and criminal. Hino Nacional Brasileiro. Trabalhadores e trabalhadoras desempregados exibindo nos semáforos cartazes de papelão com a frase que nos envergonha a todos. Por favor, me ajuda. Na luta pelo bem do Brasil, usaremos as armas que os nossos adversários mais temem. A verdade que se sobrepôs à mentira. A verdade, de Silva, você é um, uma fraude. Você não é um presidente legítimo. Do Brasil. Que triste, que triste. A esperança que venceu o medo e o amor que derrotou o ódio. Viva o Brasil e viva o povo brasileiro! Oh, by the way, I'm going to change here the, uh, the, the, the subject uh, somewhat in a strange way. Just boop, going to cut to it. Was it any surprise when we found out that that attacker on New Year's Eve over in New York City, when we found out, oh, it was a machete attack? Uh, let's see. First thing that came to my mind was either he's Muslim or he's Islamic or a convert or some sort of Islamic extremist. <laughs> it turns out we weren't wrong. Now, where are we? The New Year's Eve attack on three New York City police officers just blocks from Times Square celebrations. The 19-year-old attacker is in custody. Police are looking at terrorism motive. The terror attack on New Year's Eve here in Times Square has long been feared, and this morning police are increasingly confident the knife attack on three NYPD officers just outside the security perimeter less than two hours before the ball drop was exactly that. In statements and in writings, law enforcement sources told ABC News the suspect, 19-year-old Trevor Bickford, aligned himself with jihadist sentiments. Black SUVs have been stationed outside of the suspect's home all day. There have been black SUVs parked in this driveway in Wells, Maine all afternoon long. Neighbors tell us it's the home of 19-year-old Trevor Bickford, whose sources tell ABC News attacked three New York City police officers last night with a machete. 
federal law enforcement joining the investigation into Trevor Bickford, seen here in a photo from his Wells High School wrestling team in 2020. Investigators say the attack happened around 9.30 Saturday night, just blocks away from the secured area of Manhattan's ball drop celebration. NYPD says one officer had his head cut, another his skull fractured. All three officers taken to the hospital and now recovering. Bickford was shot in the shoulder by an NYPD officer and also taken to the hospital. Sources telling ABC News that law enforcement are now looking through online posts from Bickford that may indicate Islamist extremist radicalization. I want to be clear that the FBI through the Joint Terrorism Task Force is working very closely with them to determine the nature of this attack and we will run every lead to ground. Sources tell ABC News that Bickford traveled from here in Maine to New York City via Amtrak on Thursday. We've reached out to Maine State Police who tell us the FBI and NYPD have so far not asked for their assistance in this investigation. All right, folks. Now, full disclosure, my father is Muslim. He converted to Islam, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. I was still in high school. Maybe it was before I was in high school, maybe even junior high. But you don't see Christians doing that, attacking people with machetes. You don't see Jews doing that. But still, the FBI, and the point of this is not a dig at Islamic terrorists. Not that they do not deserve to have a dig. My point in bringing this up is we always see violence happening from the left and from jihadists, yet the FBI is still going after and making MAGA, America First, and right-wing militia groups the boogeyman of terrorism in the United States when time and time again, it's Antifa leftists and Islamic terrorists that are real danger. Oh, let's not forget, by the way, uh, the FBI, or at least the authorities, knew of this man and his dangerous radicalization. His mom told them about him before this all went down. And we're told the suspect's mother just last month reported to authorities her son was drifting toward militant Islamist ideology. At the scene of the attack, police found the suspect's diary that sources said indicated he planned to die in the attack and he sought a Muslim burial. The FBI recovered other items from Bickford's home in Maine. Police said he attacked the three officers with this large knife before one of those officers shot him in the shoulder. And this morning, George, those officers are recovering at home. The suspect is still in the hospital awaiting criminal charges. Oh, once again, a mass attack killer, or in this case, he didn't kill anybody, but attempted killer, known by the authorities before it happened. Now, don't get me wrong. Not every single complaint made against someone to the authorities they're not going to thwart everything. Then everything is not a threat. This kid had uh, apparently had no record. He was just radicalized and then went there. He probably was mentally ill or just evil and used Islam as an example. But how convenient that he left a diary. How many people travel with a diary? They knew it was him. He just left it at home. Everything is suspect. And I do not trust the feds, the FBI, or any of them. Okay, folks. Another reason why we shouldn't trust the government. Tomorrow, in tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk a lot about COVID, the vaccine, and what have you. But I'm going to end this relatively short segment because of the late hour. Once again, please forgive me. Just uh, life got thrown a curve. Uh, life or death, I should say, threw a curveball at me today. And I'm sure you understand that. But um, let's talk about this new uh, this new variant that's uh, come out. What is it? Uh, XBB? XBB 1.5. 
Let, let me play you uh, this. Yeah, XBB 1.5, a new sub-variant of Omicron, is now affecting Americans according to the CDC. I want to play for you Dr. Zika Manuel, the father of Obamacare, the lover of death panels. He was on NBC, and this is what he had to say about the new variant. Uh, by the way, the vaccines don't work, but something else works, and we have to get back to this. Let me just play it for you so you can laugh and or cry along with me. B 1.5, it's spreading very rapidly, which means it can evade uh, and outcompete the other subvariants. It seems to avoid the antibodies, but also bind more tightly to cells, and that gives it a, the competitive advantage it needs. And unfortunately, the antibodies, therefore, we have from infection or vaccines don't seem to work. And the monoclonal antibody, Evushield, we have that a lot of immunocompromised patients don't uh, use, doesn't seem to be uh, working that well. So it is a, a great concern. And the fact that it's spreading at this moment when people have been traveling uh, and therefore we're going to see another surge uh, going forward, we can be pretty confident of that. Individually, for your viewers, Andrea, the best thing they can do at the moment, and I know a lot of them are resistant, is masks, N95, really high quality masks. Um, you can't control what's out there in the airports or what's on a train um, or what's going to be in a shopping mall. But you can protect yourself with these very high quality masks. And that's what uh, I recommend. Masks, N95 masks again. And just to put an exclamation point on how ridiculous this is, Andrew Mitchell actually asked uh, Dr. Zika Manuel what he thought uh, about if we should have travel bans and negative tests for people coming from China, and he didn't think that would help. So not stopping people from China coming in is not going to help, but the masks will. How stupid do they think we are? We'll be back. Thanks for your support. Give us what we need. Hey, our freedom of